0: and readers. Now come to another segment of our verse of the day. And today's verse comes from John 15:9 through 17. And it says, So the Father has loved me, I I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you may have... Them joy may be in you, and your joy may be complete. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have made known to you Everything I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and produce fruit. And that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. This is what I command you. Love one another. So one of Jesus' last commands to his disciples. And to us was for us to love one another the kind of love that we often envision when we hear the word but not the kind of love that we often envision when we hear the word love when we hear the word love we often envision a love that is based purely on emotion and that is subject to change based on how you feel at a given time the love Jesus is talking about here is love not based solely on emotion also based on your ability to think and to make a decision based on that ability to think and reason so the word in greek for that for the kind of love that jesus is talking about here is agapeo which speaks of an intelligent thoughtful and purposeful love involving the entire personality primarily a decision of the mind and will Which is different than the emotional driven love, which we often envision, which would be the Greek word phileo, which speaks of a warm, natural, and more spontaneous sense of feeling and affection, a more emotional love. So, Paul describes the kind of love he is talking about it in this way. He says, If I speak if I speak human or an or angelic tongue, do not have love, and when I a gong or a clanging symbol, if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. Now I have all faith, so that I can move mountains. But do not have love. I am nothing. Now I give away all my possessions, and I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love. I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love love does not envy. Is not boastful. Is not arrogant. Self-seeking he is not irritable and does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. For as for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. We know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put aside childish things. For now, we see only a reflection in a mirror. But then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will fully know. Then, then I will know fully, as I am fully known. And these, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. In 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3. Both Paul and Jesus are telling us that our love for one another should not be based solely on the way we feel. It should be based on a conscious decision to love, regardless of the way we feel personally about each other. So that concludes our verse of the day segment. Now we're going to move on to our segment where we're dealing with the Holy Spirit. And today's topic is what is the result of being filled with the Spirit. So we're going to look at four scripture verses before we move in to that topic. So the first one comes from Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And it says, what the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. The law is not against such things. Second one is Romans eight, nine through eleven, which says, You however are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin but the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his Spirit who lives in you. And the third is first Corinthians six, eleven. Some of you used to be like this, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and by the Spirit of our God. That's 1 right, Corinthians 6, 11. And the last is 1 Corinthians 12, 7-11. As a manifestation of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. To one is given a message message of wisdom to the Spirit, to another a message of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the performing of miracles, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, one and the same Spirit is active in all these, distributing to each person as he wills. So we grow in our relationship with Jesus and are transformed to be like him. Bearing the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So what was God's original purpose in creating human beings? And not just human beings in general, but you and me in particular. You and me in particular. What did God have in me? This is one that tells us that God created human beings in his image and likeness. In other words, God created us to be like him in love and holiness and to take care of the world on his behalf. But in the New Testament, the section of the Bible of the Bible that begins with Jesus' birth, we learn even more. We discover that Jesus of Nazareth of Nazareth is a God and that He is the true Image and likeness of God. The New Testament also tells us that when Genesis says we were made in God's image and likeness, it means that we were created in the image and likeness of Jesus. So we were created to be like Jesus, who is God. So when we put it all together, we see that human beings were created to be like Jesus in the world. What a daunting task. How on earth can we live up to it? That's where the gift of the Holy Spirit comes in. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we could accomplish God's purposes in the world. The Holy Spirit only cleanses us of our sins. He only gives us a relationship with Jesus. The Holy Spirit fills us with God's own life and power in order to make us more like Jesus. In the letter to the galatians paul gives a list of jesus-like character traits that the holy spirit wants to give us love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control take a moment to examine your life and ask yourself if you display each of the fruit of the spirit In the In the ways you fall short, invite God through the Holy Spirit to change you to be more like His Son, Jesus.